Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. 2020, a new year. It's the perfect opportunity to take your business to the next level by hiring the right people. But finding qualified candidates can be challenging. ZipRecruiter.com slash begin makes it easy. ZipRecruiter sends your job to more than 100 of the web's leading job boards. But they don't stop there with their powerful matching technology. ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes and finds people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one, spotlighting the top candidates so you never miss a great match. It's so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-G-I-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Pardon me while I go all goofy on your ass. I couldn't help myself. I couldn't help myself. He got here first. I came downstairs and I said, look at you. You're... Yeah, right here waiting. Right there waiting for... for okay, yeah. he did the joke first, so I didn't have to... Richard Marks! <laughs> yeah. Richard Marks! It was... It was the, the, the punchline was right there waiting, actually. Uh, yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you have a sense of humor about a joke that you've heard 70 billion times. It, uh, that one doesn't get old. You know, my, my wife and I uh, will be... You know, if I'm dropping her to, to run into the store or something, yeah. she'll go, I'll, maybe I'll just be like 10 minutes. And I always go, I'll be right here waiting for you. <laughs> Never gets old. Wouldn't get old to me. Spoiler alert. Richard is married to Davey, Daisy Fuentes. Yes. Okay. Do you Boom. get residual every time somebody says that, though? You That's should. A great idea. Yeah. I, think I, me, I, well, I had forgotten. Let me get my attorney on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Can well, I trademark that? <laughs> exactly. I love someone wildly talented with a sense of humor because I had forgotten. I, I also fell in love with you again on Twitter because you're such mm-hmm. an anti-Trumper. Yeah. I wore my fuck Trump uh, t-shirt. For I you. love that. Uh, but I had forgotten. It is hard to win Twitter. But I remember the Trump tweet now after Helsinki, right? When he t- said of, of uh, next to Putin, of course, he said, uh, I don't see any reason why Russia would have been involved in election interference. And then he tried to correct it. I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be Russia, sort of a double negative. He said, I misspoke. Yeah. And so then you said, I misspoke. I meant to say, I wouldn't be right here waiting for you. And that was, (laughs) it just blew up Twitter. Yeah. It was the biggest hit I've had in years, actually. Didn't other musicians then chime in and say, I meant to say, with other famous songs? Yes. Diane Warren, you know, who's an incredible songwriter. Yeah, uh, friend of ours. 
was uh, she followed that. She quoted mine and put, I do want to miss a thing. <laughs> She's been right there in that chair for happy hour, not oh, to nice. name drop. And yes. you name drop the second you got in here. I did not know you are a good friend of my. Our, our, we have a very good mutual friend, Shelly Wright. Yeah, she's the best. She's one of my favorite human beings. Me too. And I, you've written with her and almost every other amazing songwriting human in the world. Yeah, I've been really lucky. I, yeah. I've, I've, I've worked with amazing people. Well, I'll get to all that, but we were just talking about how uh, we've been talking to everybody about their Trump stress and whatever, and we were saying Shelly just publicly came out, and you and I both didn't know. She kind of kept it private that she'd had a stroke. Yeah. And so she was dealing, again, talk about life stress, health stress on top of right. Trump stress. Right. Um, and uh, so God bless her. She's just such an inspiration, I think, to not just to gay people, to artists, but I mean, just that she came out. As she always does, and talked openly about that. Yeah, at her age, she was like forty-seven yeah. or something. Yeah, and she's, you know, I mean, to my knowledge, prior, and I'm, I, we're pretty close friends. I, I, you know, she. I don't know if you know, she was, she was a major uh, cyclist. She was. She oh was on, yeah. She was like oh yeah. Constantly riding her Me bike too. in New Me York too. City. I know. Like, so I, I always found her to be, you know, fit. Oh, and, crazy healthy. But fit, it's just yeah. some, you know, some crazy shit happens sometimes. Yeah. yeah. But That's, she's she's great. She seems fine. Yeah. Well, good. Um. Okay, so I, <laughs> how much, what degree of my losing my shit, and you've seen me lose my shit, Travis, yes. when, I don't know, someone said, hey, Richard Marks, you should do Stephanie Mosavier, and then, like, he responded, and I was yeah. like, Richard Marks, just said, Richard Marks! Well, somebody tagged me in it, and I knew about the show, so I was like, okay, sure, call me. I'm right, I'm right, I'm right, right here yeah. waiting. You right. did, you said it again, yes. you yeah. did it, you did, did it. Did it yourself. I didn't, I didn't actually mean to do it that time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so I... Because I don't know, like I say, I fell in love again on Twitter. I mean, obviously from your, it will get to all your millions of hits and all that stuff, but you are so prolific on Twitter and so fantastic. Yeah. I keep saying, how can you not be political in the age of Trump? But when did, is that what politicized you or were you always? Yeah, no, 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 no. It, it was, it, it shifted into overdrive. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very much an independent. Um, I have, I remember when I was young. And you know, of course, looking back and, and researching and, and knowing more as you as you're older, I look back on the Reagan day. That was really the right. first um, president as an adult that I was aware of. Right. Um, I remember Carter before that. Yeah, me and, too. We're about the same age. So yeah, me yeah, too. I rem- yeah. Actually, I remember Carter, and I remember thinking that he was a shitty president, mm-hmm. which I still, in retrospect, think he was a pretty shitty president. But that he became such a wonderful statesman and what uh, such a humanitarian yeah, yeah great humanitarian like he, he's just uh he, he strikes me has always struck me post presidency is that's the way to talk about yeah talk, he's the best about, ex-president we've had he's, yeah. holy he's shit anti-trump right like he does yeah. everything for others right. he's a and, compassionate yeah. wonderful mm-hmm. seems like a wonderful man um so i don't have i'm not partisan i i'm not uh you know there's at this stage of the game i don't game, think trump is par- it's being partisan isn't it just being an anti-awful human being no 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 absolutely agree my, <laughs> my point was that yeah not being partisan it's not as if i'm passionately supportive of anyone uh, in the democratic party right. there's nobody that i think is just an amazing person i have friends who t- you know tell me why they love elizabeth warren or this person right. or that person um I, i'm not passionate about anybody on mm-hmm. that side but whoever it is is going to be my choice obviously right. because right. this we're dealing with an antichrist that yeah i said I, I will, i've I, never I, seen anything like it and i've never seen uh, a level of 
somewhere between apathy, which is bad enough, mm-hmm. yeah, with which normally decent people being apathetic to to this behavior and this rhetoric, to people that really are now getting to unleash their previously hidden bigotry and racism yeah. and misogyny and just let the genie out of the bottle just yeah. it's okay to be a fucking dick to right. everybody right. of any race and of don't any- you do you do you find or are we just imagining it that people generally that you encounter day to day are more asshole oh yeah yeah and they what film it and they're proud of it yeah look at this martha mcsally mcsally just, right you know fuck you you liberal hack like what, i mean who's what senator behaves and that then way? she goes on tv and goes i just call it like it is yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's and no, fundraises off of it yeah yeah um, speaking of which, I love that people are dicks to you on Twitter and you're still funny <laughs> because first of all, can I just take a second to say you are still smoking hot. You look the same. You're still churning out hits. Look oh, at your hair. I just want to run you. my fingers through your hair. You can. Look at your body. Look you at, can. Mm. Okay. That's not the 80s hair though. No, it's. Dude, that would be wrong. Body, look at his face. He's, okay. That would be wrong. When people come up to me, they go, you, you, your hair is so different than the. Yeah. Yes. I'm 56 and it's 2020. So the mullet was probably ill-advised. That's what I love about Kathleen Turner. She's like, "Fuck off! I don't look like I did when I was 20." So right, 60 right, now. Right. <laughs> um, but I mean, I, let's go. The hits. I mean, endless, oh, all of my favorites. Endless summer nights. Mm-hmm. Hold on to the nights. Right here, waiting. Obviously, now and forever. Uh, so, but then all the other stuff. I don't know that I knew how many people you've written with. Other, you know, I promised you by NSYNC. I got to tell you. Because my dad, who ran with Goldwater, and by the way, that's why I voted for Reagan, because I was a little baby Republican family kid. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Dance With My Father, that you wrote with Lucifer Vandross, I did not know you co-wrote. I have never heard that song without weeping. Yeah. 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 Because my mom's still here, about to turn 97, without without my dad. And uh, for like 40 years, longer than she was with him. They were together 40 years. And uh, But anyway, I mean, that stuff, you've written songs I know... In honor of your mom, um, but and obviously that was uh, it won a Grammy, right? Yeah. Dance with my father won mm-hmm. a Grammy. Um, you, it, but then you crossed over to Long Hot Summer with Keith Urban, so that means you wrote or co-wrote a top in the a top hit in the charts in four different decades. Yeah, I, that is uh, that's extraordinary. I told you I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't mean it that way. No, I um, I've been really like I said I've been really fortunate that um, separate from the singing career and the, and the performing career that um, the, the songwriting career just sort of maintained you know it's really how I started before mm-hmm. I had a record deal when I was young the first hit I ever had was with Kenny Rogers back in 83 yeah. when I, like a couple years before I even had a record deal yeah and then I just never stopped collaborating with other people mm-hmm. how do you collaborate in so many different styles it seems like co-writing well, yeah, I, is such a uh, but I mean the fact Keith Urban Shelley Wright and over to Luther Vandross and and how, how do you and sync I mean it, it's because I'm really really talented yes yeah, well that's, that's what I was gonna say but thank you for preempting <laughs> the point Richard no you know what it is and it's it's actually all jokes aside it's the single most uh proud part of it's the thing i'm the most proud of yeah it, in that all humility aside that that i've had success on so many different charts but how do you find someone else's voice in a different genre that because i love all different kinds of music yeah i i really i and i've become a student of I, i've always been a student of all different genres so i love always i grew up in, in high school i loved rock music like rock bands like journey and yeah. queen and um and the singer songwriters billy joel and elton and but I 
my favorite music was Earth, Wind, and Fire and yeah. R&B, especially seventies yeah. R and B. Yeah, we just so, lost my good friend uh, Allie Willis, who wrote yeah, uh, yeah, a lot of the hits for Earth, Wind, yeah. and Fire. I she wrote September for yeah, for fuck's sake, fucking body, yeah, man. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> you know that story, right? Yeah. She t- tell the story. Tell the well, story. Well, she was in honor of Valley. Yeah. She was. Uh, that was the first song that she got to write with Maurice White, who was the yeah. leader of Earth, Wind, mm-hmm. and Fire, and who I yeah. was friend friendly with and. And got to work with a little bit, and he was just the most amazing guy, and my, and maybe my favorite singer of all time. I love Philip Bailey that sings all the high stuff mm-hmm. in Earth Wind yeah. Fire, but Maurice Way, who was the lead singer and the leader of the band, was just brilliant. So he, she got this opportunity to write with Earth Wind Fire, and it turned out to be Maurice and another guy. And there, and when she walked in, she said they already had this groove going, and the and the melody was kind of there. So she was really there to to help the you know write the lyrics. Sure. And so they'd get to the chorus, and Maurice was like, Body Body So I think she was like, what about, you know, dancing in September? Or whatever. So then they start to pull that lyric together. And at one point, she turned to Maurice and said, yeah, but, but what are we going to put in place of this? And he's like, well, no, it's going to be body Huh. And she went, you can't say body And he went, I'm fucking saying body up. And she said, what does that mean? He goes, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And she said, that's where I learned to never, never let a lyric get in the way of the groove. Exactly. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And I've gotten to body out with her. So I, my life is complete. Now I was saying I, the highlight of my life, I got to listen to the music to color purple in her home studio before she went to Broadway. And it's just the process you geniuses go through is just, you know, the stuff that we have no talent for, I think is the stuff that you just like, yeah. Stare at you going, how the fuck did you do that, right? Yeah, well, I, and I, I, I don't know other songwriters who, who, would, um, who would say anything different. I, we don't know how we do it. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I think that, like Diane, for example, from my knowledge of her, and we wrote together a million years ago, we wrote a piece of shit song. <laughs> we were both like babies. We were both starting out. Yeah. But, Diane Warren. But she, yeah, Diane Warren, but yeah. she, to my knowledge, still goes in that room for six, seven, eight hours a day and just sort of like, I, I've never written that way. I just, it has to be like I'm driving in my car and boom, I hear this melody in my head or a lyric yeah. or whatever. And it has to, it's all inspiration versus perspiration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But you know, other than that, it's like, I don't, I look at every song, literally every song that I've written and I'll look at it later and I'll go, how the fuck did I do that? <laughs> but it is, I don't remember, explain. I don't remember having that thought. It right, you can't explain happened. inspiration or passion. You know, I met the story. I met her, so I'm at a party. You know, mutual friend. I walk into the kitchen, and she's literally with her iPhone, and she's like dancing. And I just walk in. She, I didn't know who I was. She just goes, "Listen to the song. Gaga's singing the shit out of this." And it was, it was, you know, uh, if it happened to you, right? Uh, you know, from <laughs> uh, um, the film, mm-hmm. and it, but you could tell, like, she's all by herself in the kitchen at a party, but she just was, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so fucking good. And I was like, oh, my God, you're Diane Warren. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, or at least I, I think I said the other Warren. And she's like, no, the other one. Warren Beatty? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Although she, there is a resemblance. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Stephanie. <laughs> no, but anyway, uh, yeah, she's also a genius. You know, I'm not sure with even my Christmas nap face, I can keep up with how dreamy, hunky Richard Marx is still, right? Right. That means time for Plexiderm Break. Uh, okay. Ooh. He'll be right here waiting for you while you do that. He's, he's writing music. His headphones are on. He can't hear. Okay. Plexiderm, right? Yeah. It is. I, I, I'm telling you, new face, new year for me. And also, I, I learned the importance of a product 
afterwards. Yep. Right? Maintenance, whether you're uh, mm-hmm. younger and you're trying to keep it that way, mm-hmm. whether you've had a little Christmas nap like Mama, if you haven't had one, there's an even better reason, right? Yeah. I, I, I'm telling you, wrinkles, crow's feet, bags, they all magically disappear within 10 minutes. Uh, it's a whole new you. No surgery, no Botox involved. I, you've got to see these results to believe them. You uh, goes on clear. No one even knows what you're doing under there, up in there. <laughs> right? Up in here, up, up in, in here. here. Right. Under eye bags, wrinkles, boom, gone. Bye-bye bags and wrinkles. Uh, try Plexiderm.com. Use the code SEXYLIBERAL. Here's i, I got to tell you. This stuff can be expensive. Any good face product can be really expensive. This deal is an amazing. This is not just some like cold cream. This is an amazing clinically studied serum. Check this out. You go to triplexiderm.com, type in sexy liberal. You get 50% off plus an additional $10 off. You have if you How can you go wrong. Shop around at these kind of products. Yeah. All, is all I'm telling you. This is not just a moisturizer. This is an unbelievable product mm-hmm. that is it's magic in a bottle. You've got to try it. 50% off plus an extra $10 off. See if I'm lying or call them 800-685-1292. Mention the code sexy liberal. Plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money back guarantee. Try it with mama. Why not? Right? That's right. Visit triplexiderm.com. Use the code sexy liberal at checkout. That is triplexiderm.com. Join our sexy liberal army. Type in sexy liberal at triplexiderm.com. Oh, hello, Richard. But no, this is why I love your sense of humor on Twitter when people call you a has-been. <laughs> because I'm like, first of all, you've written like a million hits and continue to. And uh, look at you. You look the same. Um, anyway, you, somebody had written to you and said something and then gave sort of a thoughtful response. That obviously I wasn't serious. You're part of the soundtrack of my youth. What good would a refund do, regardless of the flaws in your politics? Uh, best wishes with all your future art. You said, I appreciate your more thoughtful response. I would, however, like to ask you a serious question. You call me divisive because I criticize Trump, uh, those who blindly worship him. Can you give me any example of Trump trying to unite Americans in a bipartisan way? I don't I don't see any response yeah. from him. No, nope. yeah. nope. no. Insert crickets meme here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, here it is. Who's this guy? People used to say the same thing about people that listened to you when you were popular. Kids can be dicks. No idea what your excuse is. You said, funny, I was never impeached, never paid off a porn star with campaign funds, never banned brown people from the U.S., never called women ugly, never mocked war veterans, never embezzled money from my own charity. Normal people find these things disgusting. What's your excuse? Oh! <laughs> I mean, you don't just really engage. really worth a lie. You engage and yeah. fucking set your taser to, yeah. you know. I will say this, though. Um, what, do you have more? Talk, talk about greatest, oh, I can go talk about greatest hits. <laughs> yeah. right. no, I, just, um, I loved your zombie picture. We stand with Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. we stand with- <laughs> Actually, I tried to write it in a certain way that we stand with Donald Trump. We stand mm-hmm. with Donald. I tried to have yes. that cadence to in it. Zombie t- in zombie speak. Zombie yeah. speak. Yeah. Um, yeah. I will say that there's no upside in me doing that. Yeah. And so, uh, I don't, I don't really think it's harmed me, in, in you know, yeah. in terms of my career. But it's certainly not. I mean, there are. You plenty, just polish like, off like, your Grammy. <sighs> okay, let me reply well, to that tweet. Now. Actually, we did shots out of it at Chris on Christmas Eve. <laughs> nice oh, tequila. We did tequila shots. <laughs> that's, do it. that's how that's how Daisy Fuentes rolls. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna clean out the Grammy and we're gonna do tequila shots out of the fucking Grammy. And, and we all did it. I want to party with you, too, because she's also funny on Twitter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she just tweeted the whole Gwyneth 
vagina scent candle thing has gotten viral and is a huge hit. I'm immediately putting in production a very big candle called Dick by Richard Marks. It'll smell like money. It's all it's all in the name and size. I'm taking 70%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, when when I saw invite? that, when I saw that, I texted her. I can't tell you what I texted her, but it was it was awesome. Yeah. Um, cool. She my my other favorite tweet of hers was somebody somebody had um, she chimed in on somebody being abusive to me or something yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. And calling of course it's like at second grade they call me Dick. Mm-hmm. Right. Which I call myself Dick all Funny. the time. Funny. But this person said something about Dick, and then a nice person. Who sort of defended me yeah. and Daisy was in the in the thread mm-hmm. said, I mean, also, like, how do you get dick from Richard? And Daisy went, You ask him nicely. There has got to be a Daisy Fuentes happy hour in our future, is yes. there not? Oh, well, you guys would have so much fun with her. Well, and she's friends with um, she worked with uh, John, John Kugelsang. Kugelsang. Okay. Oh, yeah. Friend of ours. We did his show. show like make a year ago. Okay. Make this happen. Okay. Make yeah. this happen. Uh, we love John. Yeah, he um, calls in every Friday. Every Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One more uh, comeback. Uh, someone said, why do I have, just have to have this washed up singer in my timeline? You said, oh, you poor, miserable, bitter Trumpkin. If you were ever lucky enough to be as washed up as I am, you wouldn't even ask for a towel. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I'm taking classes in burn and shade yeah. from Richard and Daisy. That's what I'm He'll teach you how to fight the trolls off on Twitter. <laughs> Man. Um, also, explaining the Constitution, you had to say, there's no trial in the House, Donnie Bob. Can someone please explain how government works to the motherfucking president? <laughs> <laughs> I just... I, I, I Okay. I can't... I, I literally, when we think we can't even anymore, then we have to fucking continue to No, can, it's been normalized. His, yeah, it stu- has. his stupidity, let alone the... Yeah. The horribleness, yeah, yeah. like the just the morally bankrupt behavior, mm-hmm. his his stupidity has become normalized. It's the idiocracy, Richard. Are we stuck in this forever? I mean, are we? Is know. this the new normal? Are we just? I don't know. I don't know, but it's fucked up. It's really fucked up. It's super fucked up. You were from Chicago, which uh, I love. Yep. I love Chicago. Um, so I I didn't even know anything. Started your music career at the age of five. Um, you were seventeen living in Highland Park when a tape of his songs ended up uh, in the hands of Lionel Richie, who said, I can't promise you anything, but you should come to L.A. Wow. That hardly ever works out. <laughs> like, Thanks a lot, <laughs> right. Lionel. <laughs> right. It's true. And <laughs> Sorry. I, can't hear, I can't meet you dancing on the ceiling. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> can't. All right. But good luck. But it did work out. It did. Yeah. I still, I'm still friends with Lionel, and it's fun to be friends with him because when you call him, he picks up the phone and goes, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. I've never had someone get to the dumb jokes before me. Yep. I... You're my soulmate. <laughs> no, Lionel Richie is just I. I owe and him. I don't even care about your ginormous dick because I'm gay. <laughs> so I'm in love with you for other reasons, for dumb joke reasons. Uh, yeah, Lionel Richie is. Uh, I could I could spend an hour just praising him. Talk about a really wonderful guy. Yeah, that I, must have been amazing at 17. Fuck. Hello, now Lionel Richie. And, my and tape. he had me sing. He he hired me to sing on his first uh, solo album, and then the. Um, all, I sang on all night long on the oh, second wow. album, and wow. he would just. But uh, aside from just giving me a Daisy job, Daisy has a joke about that. I'm going to guess not all night long. Yes, of course. Yeah. That she could. <laughs> of course, <laughs> except it ain't a joke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but he uh, he not only hired me and and which gave me a little bread, you know, when I was young. Yeah. To, um, but he, I remember him saying to me, "Listen, I'm 
making this album. And it, this, this. I thought applies. you were name dropping again. I thought you were. I would give anything I own. I thought you were that kind of bread, but you meant money bread. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> I, well, thought, I thought we were on to another name it's drop. It's 2020 name okay. dropping bread is wow. probably not <laughs> they were my favorite. most impressive. I love them too. David Gates, brilliant. Um, no, Lionel offered me this opportunity to just be in the room mm-hmm. to wow. watch. Like he said, as long, if I'm in this room, in the, meaning the studio, if I'm in this room, you're welcome to be in this room anytime, wow. whether you're here to sing or... So I would just go there every day because I didn't have another job mm-hmm. and I just would watch him make records and I learned... It was like going to Holy hit record shit. school. Master class. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Totally. The way he dealt with musicians, the way he would refine songs, with the way he would sometimes even, and the, the, I think the great artists are, are all consistent about this. They ask the room, like, do you th- what do you think? Do you think this or this? Or, you know, they're not so myopic. Mm-hmm. And Yeah. Um, yeah, he's awesome. He's wow. an awesome guy. Wow, wow, wow. So when he would say hello, would you say, yes, 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 it's me you're thinking of. Like, yeah. just, okay, let's get <laughs> oh. through the joke so yes, I can it's get me to the you're looking for, yeah. have a demo. <laughs> it's, Dick, it's Dick you're looking for. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, different, different, different thing. Um, but so I, so that led to singing backing vocals <laughs> for artists. That's how you got to Kenny Rogers, right? You, you overheard Kenny Rogers say he needed a new song, and then within days you gave him the demo of Crazy. Yeah, but I, but I met Kenny through Lionel. Lionel recommended me. Wow, Kenny Rogers. So again, it comes that's back a, to that's Lionel. a recommendation. Well, yeah. Lionel wrote "Lady" for Kenny Rogers. Right? Correct. Yes. Okay, I knew that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, just your second album, "Repeat Offender," that rose to number one on Billboard. This is, I, I think, extraordinary. On Billboard's uh, album chart, sold eventually sold over five million albums. You've sold thirty million albums worldwide, right? Roughly. But I mean, uh, okay, platinum uh, selling was right here waiting and satisfied. Mm-hmm. Uh, both reached number one. The latter nominated for best pop vocal at the Grammys. Um, what I mean now, when I look at your trajectory from five to seventeen, like I'm thinking, oh my god, that's really young to have broken out like that. But but you know, maybe it didn't feel that way to you, did it? Or no, no, it was all sort of like <clears throat> when I was a kid. My my father was a jingle composer and producer. Oh, cool. oh my god, I love it. <clears throat> and he wrote and produced all these famous commercials that if you're over 45 you would know like, like? Uh, yeah, two see. scoops of raisins in a package of Kellogg's raisins. Oh. Yeah. I know that one. Yeah. Oh, you know what else he did? Uh ask any mermaid you happen to see what's the best tuna chicken of the sea. There you go. So, Sorry, I was the off-key one. So my parents, my mom sang on a bunch of those commercials and then when I was a little kid, they my dad would get occasionally uh, hired to do a, a kid-oriented commercial, mm-hmm. like yeah, like a breakfast cereal or a candy bar right. or whatever, a toy. And they just knew from me singing monkey songs around the house that I could carry a tune. And so they they brought me in, and I started doing commercials when I was a kid every once in a while. And so I sort of grew up in the recording studio, so it was a really comfortable place okay. for me. Okay, yeah. Wow. So by the time I moved to L.A. and I'm getting a chance to work with Lionel, it wasn't like I was right. a deer in the headlights. It was you like knew how things work. I was already a yeah. studio veteran. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Wow. Did your doorbell at home have a, was it a jingle? Just Oh, that would have been a great idea. Reach the marks. It's, okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, wow, this is another random fun fact that I'd forgotten about you. In 2016, you helped Korean air flight attendants pacify an unruly, <laughs> intoxicated passenger. When oh, you were, yeah. What, I remember that story was, now that you said that. Isn't that like you're doing that to the whole country now? Like, right? The country is full of just, whether they're drunk or not. Just Awful people. Just awful people that have drunken Trump Kool-Aid. 
What? So what was that like? What I happened? I remember that story. What yeah. Yeah. What happened? It was to your awful. Superhero? It was a. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was on tour. Daisy was with me, and and I had I was playing in Southeast Asia, and we played. A, I played a show in Vietnam for the first time, which was amazing. And we had played in Seoul maybe a few days before, but we were flying home, and we had to go through Seoul to to go to L.A. Yeah. And so on the flight from from Vietnam to Seoul on Korean Air. It was like a six-hour flight. We got on the on the plane. We were in the third row, you know, the two seats on mm-hmm. this side, and then there were two seats on the other. It was the back row of first class. And and this guy, the, in, uh, you know, in, in the window seat uh, across from us, <clears throat> a young Korean guy, was clearly drunk. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe he was high on uh, some other shit. He might have been. But he very quickly, within 45 minutes, was abusive to the guy next to him who he didn't know yeah oh, actually no. slapped him across the face at oh, one point. Right. and so the and the, it was a completely uh it was an all-female flight crew young uh, korean girls ladies and and he ended up going up to the galley and yelling and it started to get like what the fuck's happening yeah. And, yeah. and it's all happening in korean so we don't really know, i don't know right. whether he's saying look I'm sick. I need I need you know, help, or right. or I'm gonna fucking take this plane down, or right. we don't know what the, what yeah. he's saying. But and and so everybody's a little on edge, and we're, and we're just and I'm and I'm starting to get a little annoyed on top of everything else because he's just such a fucking dick, you know. <laughs> and I'm watching, and and the, and the curtains are the the flight attendants close the curtains in the galley because they you didn't just said I'm making a fucking dick citizen's arrest. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and at one point. He's yelling at them and yelling at them, and I, I'm, I just instinctively, like I think most people would do, I, I wanted to like find out what was happening, and I started to get up, and Daisy goes, "Sit the fuck down! What are you doing?" And I was like, oh, "This guy's like out of control. Like we, I need to know what's happening." And she's like, "Please, please, just." And so right at that moment, he shoves one of the. I see oh. him shove one of the flight attendants, and I'm up. Yeah, yeah. And I, and there's two guys in the uh, front seat. In the front, in the front row, and as I come up, they get up, and we all just went yeah. in. And we, we ended up tying him up to his seat. Huh. Wow! It turned out for that you. the flight the flight attendants were completely unprepared for something like this. Right. Yeah. They had a taser, which somebody got the taser, but they didn't know how to. Oh God! Like, right. It's almost like, like a clip, like a yeah. regular, you know. Yeah. I've never seen a fucking taser in my life in real life. Like they, she looking at me like, you think I know how to use a fucking taser? I'm a songwriter. You know what I mean? <laughs> But get his ass in the seat and I'll help tie him. So I ended up, he started to shove somebody else and I grabbed him around the throat, mm-hmm. basically. And uh, and my and my wife, along with three other people in first class, are filming everything to... Yeah. Right, I, just for... Well, you want, to, you want to get as many likes on Instagram exactly. as possible. Yeah, of course, of course. Of course. Yeah. It's all about doing the right thing, meaning yeah, getting the most likes on Instagram. Um, but you know what? It was like... I, we joke about it now, but it was a terrifying. Yeah, thing. yeah, I bet. It was awful. It was yeah, awful. No, well, I bet. And and, we, and they landed, and the guy did go to. You know, the police came on the plane, but it, the whole thing was handled so badly by the airline. Yeah. Um. They're, they they were very nice, uh, you know, ladies, but they were completely clueless. Yeah. Um. Well, and a you, taser momentarily when you need someone, but it doesn't like. But for when a long you term. need passengers to to intervene, yeah, yeah, you, you're yeah. Not, you're not fucking prepared. Well, let me tell you, airlines 
these days they get in some shit when it's like, oh shit, that was John Legend and Chrissy Teigen. Right, <laughs> right. Oh shit, that was Richard Marks. Yeah. They have like how many millions of Instagram followers? Yeah. I mean, that's that's what happens, right? It was, it was, when it happens and there's a celebrity on the flight and it throws like, it then they do the yeah. right thing. What, what did you use to tie him down? Somebody found that one of the flight attendants found some, uh, like, it was rope. Okay. <laughs> and at one point there's a picture of me somewhere holding the rope waiting for, like as they're starting to tie his feet and he's kicking and spitting sure. at people and um and somebody said to, one of my friends saw the picture and said do you carry rope with you and i went <laughs> dude no they had fucking rope on the plane man <laughs> who knew they had rope on a plane yeah wow um, all right so let, let's get on to your exquisite taste in women obviously oh uh, yeah you're, okay. you're a fan of my show and uh, which is why you're here uh, daisy fuentes who we all love um I did not know this. You were married to Cynthia Rhodes from uh, in 1989, from the, uh, the dance chick in the movie, Staying Alive, Flashdance, Dirty Dancing. Um, she was in your first video. You have three sons together. Um, so that I, I, it's so hilarious because I, I just all these. I did not know you were married to Daisy. I hadn't like sort of put all this together. But uh, uh, anyway, not at the same time, right? Yes. I was married to Cynthia, and now I'm married to Daisy. No, no, I understand. Yeah, yeah. I understand there was a divorce, and then uh, yeah, yes. whatever. <laughs> It was done the right way. But yeah. you have uh, three sons. You have uh, sons with, or, or excuse me, kids with Daisy as well. No, no, no. Oh, no, it's three sons. And how old are they now? 29, 27, 26. Oh, my God. You don't look old enough. What is what is the rock star thing? What happens with the body stays the same in the hair? What's? Uh, vanity. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> take it. I'll take it. <laughs> what, so what about activism? We were saying, Travis and I were talking about, you're all over doing anything. I mean, shooting victims. Do You know. You just did a uh, fundraiser for up at the high school. Uh, like up in August, August. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> what, I mean, yeah. what causes, what, what sort of got you into that sort of activism? Because you're, you it's, said sort of Trump made it political, but I mean. Oh, no, no, yeah, but I think it's, uh, you know, when, the minute anybody has success, whether it's as a singer or as an actor or what, in the entertainment business, you get uh, asked to do things. Yeah. <clears throat> and when I was, yeah, I had my first hit out, Don't Mean Nothing, in 1987, and I think the first thing was this, uh, um, a, a young 16-year-old cancer patient in New York in New York City at yeah. NYU Medical Center, and I ended up going and meeting her and became friends with her. She lived uh, maybe like almost a year after I met her, and I just fell in love with her. She was so cool, really inspiring, and um, and I just found that from that point on, I kept getting asked to be involved, whether it just be come and sing a song at this right. event or mm -hmm. can you donate some royalties to this or whatever, and um. And I just feel like I've gotten so much out of being a part of things like that. Yeah. Sometimes you have to just, you know, sometimes you get, my manager will go, do you really want to go do a concert so this private school can get new uniforms <laughs> for their soccer team? It's like, no. 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 Yeah. But, um, yeah, I've just sort of gotten asked to be involved yeah. with all kinds of really amazing organizations Causes, yeah. and people. And in, the hard thing is, like, those kind of events, we did one... Uh, Thousand Oaks as well, like a year, a little over a year ago. It was me at, and Ario Speedwagon, and, and no, at the uh, at the Performing Arts Center in Thousand Oaks. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. Oh, was that was that for the country bar that was shot? At? Because yes, was, at, the okay. border, at the border, at yeah. the borderline. Yeah, yes. borderline bar and grill. Yeah, yeah. Um, so those the parents of those kids were there, and we had a private meeting with them, and it was just like. I don't want to fucking do that. Again, yeah. yeah. It's I mean, awful. we, it's we keep talking awful. about that. We have so much damage to undo from yeah. this crook in the White House and so many issues. Whether it's that, whether it's climate change, it's everything. 
everything. Yeah. I mean, we we just have. I, I mean, I, seriously, do you, what are you? What are your predictions on whether we turn this around and how we turn this around? Oh and God, how we undo no, the damage? I and, have no idea. And yeah. I and I don't look. Even if Trump is not reelected, I think that the the stink is going to be on everybody for a while, for a quite yeah. a while. Yeah. And if, I I have to believe the optimist in me believes that whether it be sooner or later, whether it's five years from now or twenty years from now that this period will be regarded by historians as a horrific, like the, one of the worst. Yeah. Darkest time. periods. I think yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. Um, we're just, you know, I'm, I, I hold myself accountable in the ways that I am accountable for. I've become l- way less patient with um, assholes. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I'm, uh, it's, it's really tough to maintain a, I just try to kind of separate it. Like, I, I forget how you mentioned it in the very beginning of this, but you said something about, oh, Trump stress? Yeah. Yeah. I don't suffer from that. In huh? that, I'll see something or I'll read something or I'll hear something and I'll get outraged and then I'm over it in 90 seconds. It doesn't, okay. I don't think about it later. My life That's is good, way too good. You compartmentalize Right, okay, it but for people little... that don't have a giant dick and don't dick, get to fuck Daisy Fuentes all day, <laughs> do you have any other tips that are a little well, more... Well, if, if you're combining those... For, to, to my knowledge, I'm the only one. Right. Yeah. There's no right. one That's else. my point. And That's drink, a little, it's a little specific, your, your Trump stress tip. And drink tequila shots from your Grammy. True. Yeah. Not everyone has one of those. Nope. Uh-huh. I mean, I mean, if you just put those things together, really, what do I have to complain about? Exactly. You know your suggestions are a little top 1%, but okay. Yeah. Just, these are definitely first world problems. Right. Um, <laughs> but I guess what I'm saying is that I, I know people who, oh, sorry. Um, who, live and breathe hating Donald Trump from the minute they wake up to the minute well, they we have to, to do this for a living so I, I get it I believe me I wish I could turn it all off yeah. but but you're right it's but you know you obviously take care of yourselves I was talking about I've done a health reset in the new year like whatever you have to do we keep talking about that like to and and you always reach out and help other people you know like we were talking about I love one of the favorite things you did for a friend is Hugh Jackman's one-man show in San Francisco. He did a surprise guest appearance at the end, and he's saying, I'll be right here waiting for Hugh. For which Hugh. is, come on, that's funny. That's <laughs> funny. It's very sweet to do for your friend, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. He's, he's, he's actually, he is doing it right in a way that I've never seen anybody else do it. He has not lost one shred of his kindness or humanity. He's the least um, affected superstar I've ever met. Yeah. He's... he's Maybe the nicest person I've ever met. Oh, yeah. cool. Truly. My husband got to go on a trip with him. It was a work with a work friend to Tokyo. And he said that he could not say nicer things about him. No. He said he was just the greatest person he's ever met. I mean, he and I met like around 2004. <clears throat> and we ended up working together on a project that never really came to fruition. But so we be, and through that year, we became really close friends. And we've maintained this great friendship. We talk all the time. But I'll give you an example. So I forget what the circumstances were. We were working on something together, and we flew from Chicago to New York together. And we landed at JFK, and he had arranged, or his, his assistant had arranged a car to take us to, to the city. And this driver gets out, who had driven Hugh once before, and said, Mr. Jackman, hi. And Hugh went, uh, it's Nick, right? 
Wow. Wow. And he went, yes. And, oh, how are you? And we get in the car. And I turned to him. I said, you're such a fucking asshole. <laughs> like, make really? everyone else look bad. Really? I was like, really? <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> no, I have a friend that like helps random homeless people, gets them hotel rooms, buys them clothes, gets their daughters spayed. Fucking, I don't know. That makes it, us all look she like builds, assholes. She takes care of feral cats in a neighborhood she moved out of two years ago. I'm just like, stop it. I'm <laughs> But that's true. Like everyone's and, a dick next to you. And Hugh is—he's—he's. He, he's, I think he's got that—that that chip that he remembers people's names. Yeah. So like he—he yeah. he has that, or he's developed that practice where he associates a face and yeah. a name. Like he—I've never seen him forget anybody's name, and I give him shit about it all the time. <laughs> you know, you raise an inadvertently. I think we've raised a really important point. If even if you are not Wolverine or you do not get to fuck Daisy Fuentes every day, you can still be a good person. One person at a time. Yeah. Don't be a dick. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But don't you also... Like, just like be a nice person, help other people, and I think you're right. It's like one person at a time. Right. Even like claiming back those friends and family members that fell into this horrible cult, right? Right. I also believe that, you know, I, I'm a huge believer in manifestation. Huge. Because it's yeah. just, it just is what it is. It's like, I live, my whole life has been one manifestation after another, good and bad. Yeah. <clears throat> and I found that just in, in the ways that I've tried to corral that uh, ability to manifest, it's the same thing as like, because I, I travel all the time, right? If I'm in a pissed off mood and I go up and I am expecting this to be a nightmare of a fucking experience at Delta Airlines, yeah, I'm going to project that and it's going yeah. to happen. Yeah. Whereas... I've noticed that if I really, if I get out of the car and I'm going into the airport and I'm going up to the ticket counter and I see the ticket agent and if I go, hey, how you doing? Everything changes. Yeah. Yeah. Every, the no, whole that's what I'm saying. It's the whole experience all of a sudden becomes more positive because, they, first of all, no one approaches them like, like that's right. what I'm saying. Like love trumps hate, random right. acts of kindness, whatever you want to call it. When you say, how do we, you know, all these people that feel like you're just enabled to be a racist, sexist, homophobic right. asshole yeah, now because okay. of Trump, how Guess do what? we counter that? Headline: It's be nice. not okay. Be nice to it's one never person. Okay. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, do you ever see how startled people are in fucking LA when you let them go ahead of you and drive right. for a second? <laughs> right. You know, it's just like, oh, you know, but. It doesn't take any more time to be nice, right? No, the, the, it's, it's, take, it's it's harder to be a dick. When you go to Delta, do you travel with rope now? Like when you go to Delta? <laughs> <laughs> Sir, a separate bag for your rope? <laughs> and why do you have a ninja star? I've got, okay. yeah, I've got my uh, hero kit. Yes. And why do you have Wolverine claws? Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> um, Richard, you've got a new album, Limitless, uh, it is coming out, right? Uh, it features the top 15 single, another one down, plus 11 new, brand new songs. Awesome. Uh, we can pre-order at uh, richardmarks.com you are kicking off holy crap a tour that is going uh everywhere right yeah uh starting in oklahoma city yep. end of january holy cow cool. pages and pages um lots of work this year this is fantastic congratulations thank well you deserved. thank yeah. you yeah yeah for a washed up uh, has-been as i hear about on twitter <laughs> yeah um, you are really <laughs> the has-been life is tough let me tell you <laughs> i thought he was gonna look like uh, robert hyde from what i saw on twitter <laughs> i <I'm>, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the original Richard Marx is here. <laughs> um, Richard, this was a, a pleasure. A it's pleasure. my pleasure. Can you tell, tell us how to get to Daisy Fuentes? Not in that way, but you know what I mean. In the, not a dirty way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I will connect you guys. All awesome. right, fantastic. Happy, happy hour. We love you, Richard Marx. Thank you, guys. Thank you. 2020, a new year. It's the perfect opportunity to take your business to the next level by hiring the right people. 
But finding qualified candidates can be challenging. ZipRecruiter.com slash begin makes it easy. ZipRecruiter sends your job to more than 100 of the web's leading job boards. But they don't stop there with their powerful matching technology. ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes and finds people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one, spotlighting the top candidates so you never miss a great match. It's so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-G-I-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 